0: Hello and welcome to Take Me Through Your Day. On this episode, we have a cinematographer. And, uh, much like some of the previous episodes, this is all pre-COVID. So, some of it might sound a little bit weird and out of context, I guess. Or, you know, whatever you want to put it. Um, there's really not much to say about this. It's pretty straightforward. So, uh... There's a lot of information here. If you're into this kind of career, it's really cool. Uh, if you're not, it's just kind of interesting, and it's, it's, it gets pretty fun. So, uh, you know, enjoy it. And as usual, if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can reach us at takebtyd on all social media and TakeMeTYD at gmail.com. Enjoy the show your
1: title? So my title right now is I am a cinematographer at a ad agency in Pittsburgh. So basically I'm in charge of shooting anything that we produce in-house and also I, you know, have general upkeep on our gear. Plus I'm basically the only one who knows how to use most of it and what to rent and, you know, the whole, I'm in charge of basically making sure the whole production Gets captured and looks nice, and, and gets to whoever's editing it, which All is right, usually not there's me. There's
2: a lot more involved with that. I thought you're the only one there that knows how to use the equipment? I
1: mean, people know how to use it, but there's a difference <laughs> between like fumbling through something and actually knowing yeah, how right, to do yeah, it sure. quickly yeah. and like, uh, like right away. So, yeah, somebody can, they know how to get there, but I know the straight line, and sometimes they have to go, like, up and down, back and forth, left and right, Right. to sort of get there. We will definitely
0: get into all of that. Yeah. Let's, let's, for the sake of this, let's start early. Okay. Um, when you were a kid, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do?
1: I mean, I, I guess probably when, when I was, I mean, yeah, when I was probably like 10 or 11, you know, uh grandparents got me a camera and uh, a little tiny old camera and I think I probably still have footage from that somewhere. Um, uh, And I don't know, I just always, I always liked movies and then when I finally got that it always, I didn't realize it at the time but it felt like we always, I always wanted to shoot something so I think I really just enjoyed the process and then once I got to high school and found out that I could work with somebody and learn a little bit more, uh, I kind of had a feeling that that's probably more so what I wanted to do.
0: Now in high school, were there specific classes that you could take to kind of get you down this avenue?
1: Yeah, so we had a uh, like a video production class that you could only take once in your four years while you were there, which I didn't know at the time when I signed up as a freshman. So, I'm in there with a bunch of people who are seniors or juniors who are just trying to get in there for lack of better words, just to like fuck off mm-hmm. and like do whatever. In, but I was like, hell yeah, it's great. You know, we get you know some decent gear, which looking back on the time is not great at all, but. <laughs> It was just, like, it was It was fun because I at least had some of the tools that I had or that I didn't have before to, to do stuff. And, yeah, none of it was great. Well, but, what, you know, what,
0: what year are we talking about and, like, what this kind is, of year all right. for all the, the nerds out there that want to know the details? Oh,
1: jeez, I can't even – I don't even know if I remember what kind of – So this was – this would have been in 2006, and, uh, and then I probably had – I think there were there they, they had to have been many DV cameras or something like that. Uh, that sounds
0: about right for 2006.
1: But, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, really small sensors and, you know, not even I think maybe we didn't have any HD cameras. We I know my senior year we ended up getting a HD DVD camera that I knew uh <clears throat> um or no, it wasn't DVD. It was just like a normal HD camera and we only had one and not everybody was allowed to use it but the rest of them were like basically 480p uh cameras um but yeah that's what we had freshman year and we had a tape deck and you had offload on there and uh yeah i don't know just you know small cheap tripods camera with a built-in mechanical zoom you know all in one package (laughs) i don't even think we had lighting in the studio but we never had anything that was portable um yeah, it's just like a camera and then a plug-in mic and that's basically what you had to go. So, wasn't anything fancy.
0: Fair enough. What like so that's freshman year. What are you doing for for the rest of the time?
1: So, I don't even I had I had friends who uh, you know, I I did sports with, I ran cross country with who were also into that. So, when we had the time, I would I would we would try to make stuff together or if they were in the class, I could since I became close with the teacher, uh, I would help them with stuff, but I really didn't do a ton of stuff between freshman and senior year just because I didn't have the class and I was focused on other stuff, but come senior year we had to take, uh, I had to do like some big senior project, so my project that year was to be the assistant to our video production teacher and I would be in charge of like helping other students who didn't know how to do stuff. Whether it be editing or using the camera or like how to film stuff, so um, and then at the end of that, which was pretty great, because then I sort of learned how to do the stuff from top to bottom, so I could walk somebody through it pretty quickly. But also had that class again to try to do you know better things. So
2: were you going there on like study halls and stuff too? To uh,
1: depends on what like I had workload wise, but uh, I mean I was I was in there senior year at least. At least two periods a day, um, sometimes more if I had if I had the time for it because it was it was a unique circumstance as to why I was allowed to do that so uh, yeah it was it was good i I liked it um,
2: yeah
0: sorry so you're you're a senior you, you're getting a liking to all of this yeah. what's what's the plan what's you uh, going to college for Well,
1: yeah, and so at that point i I had friends who were going to school for things who were a year or so older than me. Um, I had some friends who went locally. I had some friends. I had one friend who went all the way up to California. So I knew that that's... I wanted to at least try it, and fortunately, um, You know, at least I had a goal at that point, which I think my parents were happy about. I don't think they really understood what I wanted to do, and I still don't think they understand what I do. But... Um, uh, yeah, so I, you know, college was a thing just because also you had to go to college. So I knew that this wasn't the same as getting an, an accounting degree or something that was a little more stable. So I uh, I at least had a backup plan for when I went to school. But I just started started looking at schools, found whatever had a good communications program and kind of just went with it. Uh, and and it was a good choice. I enjoyed where I went to school a lot and we had some really great classes. But uh, And I made a ton of great friends and I had a great time. But after I graduated, I definitely learned a lot more than what I learned in school, especially, like, for the more technical side of things.
0: Well, let's talk about college there for a second. Um, so you go for communications. You yes. say you have a, a backup. What was your backup?
1: I think my backup was always going to be some sort of finance because I understood it at a basic level just because of what my dad does. Um, uh, and I took, and I didn't take enough classes to have a minor in that, but... Uh, I was always somewhat decent at math, so uh, I figured that that would be yeah. the safest option because there's so much stuff to do in that kind of field, so yeah. that that made sense to me. Um, I really didn't take, I took a lot more of those classes on the front end of school than I did on the back end, um, mm. but yeah.
0: All right, so you're out of college. Then, then what's the move? Let's bring us from there to now. Well, real, real
2: quick. What is the degree? Though? What's the so the I degree? have a it...
1: bachelor of science in communications, but the degree is in video production. <laughs> okay, so, so I, I
2: always thought it was like the degree was cinematography degree.
1: No, no, it was just in, it was just in production because at my school we had they had a film program, there, but it was more, um, it was more, uh, based in the uh, I'm trying to figure out the right words for this it was more in the art and not in the actual technical production side and like usability like we studied films i took a lot of classes in the film program and we studied film and the themes behind it and you know why somebody would do this blah 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 but it uh my degree is more i think focused on the the technical and how to actually you know make a movie or something realistically rather than the uh you know the artistic side of things
2: you mean like the creative side almost i yeah i I assume you still like like, it's like it was like film
1: theory was was a lot of that so you know we would study a series of of films and and understand the themes that were present and why somebody would have made uh this decision for the storyline versus this and what we thought that the movie meant and all this stuff versus like okay here's how you place a light here and and make sure it's exposed properly, and then here's how you get it to look nice. So those are the two different sides of things. You know, you can study movies all you want, but until you set something down and actually look at it on a screen and try to figure out how to do it properly,
2: you're not really going to do
1: anything besides, you know, know how to talk about them. So
2: I remember I, I took a quick class in community college. Was, I can't remember specifically what it was on, but for film, I think it was like a film history class. It was hard. Yeah, it was a hard some- class.
1: There are some of them that you know, just because you really have to sit down and analyze stuff, uh, and it it can be uh, it can be really in depth. Um, I will say the one class that I did take on the film side of things, we took a, a sixteen millimeter film class where we actually got our own roll of film, learned how to use uh, a Bolex sixteen mil camera. I can't remember the model, uh, and we had to go out and shoot. Uh, we had one roll of film and that was it. So you had to make sure you had everything planned out and, and do it properly. And if you, uh, didn't expose your film, right, you were screwed. So you had a light meter. You had to make all the calculations to make sure everything came out right. And, uh, I actually messed mine up, but it ended up working out because on the cameras, they have, a uh, variable speeds. So you can shoot 24, which is normal, or you can shoot faster. So it plays a little slower. Well, I think I shot mine at 36 frames a second, so I my whole movie played back slightly slow in slow motion. But I had I had uh, exposed by like a stop over or something like that. So because I was shooting faster, that compensated for me not exposing correctly. So it actually came out looking okay. Everything was just a lot like a little bit slower. So which was <laughs> kind of funny.
2: That's yeah. But film 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 is crazy to me. Like, the amount of like everything involved with
1: that yeah you get one shot at it but you know you have you can practice and that's what's cool about you know I've been shooting a lot of film photography lately so that's uh that's been a lot of fun kind of I really I had a little bit of experience with that in in high school and somewhat in college but I haven't really delved back into it recently and now I spend lots of money on film that I probably shouldn't (laughs) be spending on film but that's a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Are we talking taking pictures or like capturing video on film?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't shoot. I've shot some Super 8 film for fun, but not... You mm-hmm. know, I'd love to, in the near future, have a project that I can shoot on 16 mil or something like that. It's just really expensive, and it's hard unless you can really have your producers push for that kind of look and that process. Uh, oh. It's really hard to justify over just running a higher-end camera for a couple of days and it still look really good, but uh I'd love to do that uh, eventually. Um and I hope to shoot some more stuff personally so I can sort of sell the fact that I know how to justify the look and how to like present it correctly. Uh to get hired for that kind of stuff. But uh yeah, it would be it would be really fun. So to what, do what is this
2: sixteen mil? Just for like uh, quick and dirty, is it just
1: you have like multiple different sizes of film, so you have and it just is uh depends on the um size of the celluloid so you have super 8 which is you know really small then you have 16 mil which is about double then you have 35 which is standard for motion picture filming and then whenever you see like movies in imax or something like that the film the size of the celluloid is is much larger so it's 65 millimeter or 70 millimeter okay. so that's where you get those big grand expansive movies like what christopher nolan would shoot or like you know lawrence of arabia is really famous for shooting on 70 mil film um but the magazine sizes are like, you know, almost a size and a half bigger than the stool that the, you know, our audio recorder sitting yeah. on. So they're giant. The giant film camera, the giant IMAX cameras are massive, you know, weigh like 80, 100 pounds or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. They're crazy. And that's so, nowadays, right? No, I mean, they still were. Yeah. I mean, they were still really big back then, too. So, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, like, yeah, you, you see old videos of them recording, like, even the news and they have those giant cameras. Well, what's they're now what's, they're still they still seem pretty big, though.
1: yeah, I mean, right. but what's cool is like a lot of the film cameras now that people use have been around for twenty thirty years, so they work like you know they're I mean the upkeeps a little bit, but like they are built to last, so mm-hmm. uh the design hasn't changed for those in a while, just because nobody really is craving a new smaller compact like film camera. It's you know what's tried and true and what still works, so
2: yeah, that's uh, understandable, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool yeah yeah that's
0: awesome yeah all right so let's take you from college to go back just hit the resume (laughs) and then we'll get into your day
1: so i i got out of school and i ended up interning at a production company uh downtown and um i basically was there three days a week and i sat at the front desk and took lunch orders and talked to people uh (laughs) And fortunately for me, when I was working there, they had a pretty busy summer, so I was able to come on set and be a production assistant, which, you know, was just somebody who either locked off set, didn't let people come in, or got coffee orders, or basically just did, like, the small miscellaneous stuff to help people who had real jobs on set, or just make sure that, you know, the small menial stuff was taken care of, so... I did about, you know, probably 10 to 12 commercials with them in three months as a PA. And during that time, I was making sure I was talking to the guy who shot a lot for them and then his his assistant, focus pooler, uh, AC, um, who taught me a lot of stuff and was, was pretty great on letting me watch him when he would build cameras or tear them down or tell me what this was or answer any of my stupid questions that I had to, you know. And he was really great. Um So at that point, after my internship was over, I would keep coming back to work for them on any shoots and they would actually pay me too, which was great. Um, But then I also, through working on all those commercials, I would talk to a bunch of other people and uh, I got to work on my first movie as a grip because one of the guys who I had talked to a few times who was usually a key grip or something, he's like, hey, you can lift stuff. Uh, Like you can come replace me for a few weeks. I got another shoot that I have to go. So that was cool and I I fortunately again was thankful that a lot of people who work uh here are really nice and will accommodate you as long as you're willing to work hard and listen to them when they tell you something and uh and not ask why right away. Uh, you can ask later when 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 you know when they're shooting or you have a 15 minute break or something like that but um I learned a lot from that and then from there it was really just getting to know people and uh, somebody says, my name is somebody else. They bring me on for that and, and so on and so forth. Uh, so I did that for a while and, uh, you know, worked up to like a camera assistant for a guy who, who shoots, uh, here a lot. Um, and I would work for other people because I worked for him. And then finally, uh, I had friends from mine from college who had a small little production company. I did work with them for every now and then. And an ad agency wanted to have an in house team. So instead of hiring people, they decided to just buy uh, their company out. Um, And the guy who was shooting for them at the time decided that he wanted to move to New York. So I ended up taking his spot. And because I had a, a really good relationship with, the production company I interned at—they were able to vouch for me without really much of an interview, so I kind of just got a job and took it.
0: So um, it sounds like there's awesome. a fair bit of like networking to yes. get everything, like just your whole path of.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say that that was—I'm—I'm I'm not the best at what I do by any means, and I probably won't ever be. But I—I uh, I know a lot of people here in Pittsburgh, and uh, uh, it was—it um, was really good. For that just because like people knew I, I worked hard and and would learn and uh and yeah I I just try to talk to everybody that I could because basically everybody at some point uh just because we have such a small market they talk to somebody about me and would say yeah yeah he's fine or yeah. or he's really good or and that <clears throat> that that definitely was was really beneficial so uh I'd say that that's For anybody who's trying to get into this is, you know, start somewhere small, uh or it doesn't matter where you start, but you know, get to know people and make sure that uh at the very even if they're a a huge douchebag or something, which I've met only a few of those, but you know, at least make sure that you're good to them because eventually that will will come back in some way. They may not be working, but somebody that they talked to eventually and brought up your name is probably still working. And yeah. if they know your name, then, then they're more likely to hire you rather than somebody off the street. So, Yeah,
0: I'd say that's a good piece of advice. Yeah. yeah. and nah,
1: I mean, I guess you could apply that to mostly anything yeah. else. But, like, Very especially true. in this industry because, yeah, a lot of people that work, you know, some of them are the best and that's why they get work too. But they also get a lot of work because people have known them for a while. A lot of other people know them. They know they're reliable. They know blah, 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 blah. So mm-hmm. it's like... Perfect. So
2: yeah. I don't want to skip because oh, yeah. nice, I don't know why it was sticking on me um, what is a grip you mm. said you you were a grip for a short period
1: so when it comes to so when you get on set you have multiple different departments you have camera department which takes care of all of uh, obviously the cameras and, and anything you need to shoot and then I'll just I'll just you know go over this briefly from a higher point of view yeah uh, you have makeup and hair you have all sorts of stuff. Um, but when it comes to setting up the lights and, and getting the look for the director of photography, he has two, or he has three sets of teams below him. He has uh, the camera department, which runs, you know, the camera, and you have the camera operator, focus pooler, loader, all these different uh, positions. But then you also have the grip and electric department. So the electrics are in charge of setting up the lights, making sure the power is run correctly, uh, setting up generators if they need to, uh, checking to make sure that if the studio or the location they're at has enough power, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, then you have grips who are in charge of controlling the light. So they set up flags, diffusion. Uh, they're usually the ones with all the C stands. Uh, um, but then they're also in charge of, uh, you you have a, have you ever heard of a dolly? Um, basically it's, uh, a four wheeled, uh, I don't know. We'll call it a cart for lack of better terms. Uh, that you put the camera on, and uh, you have a dolly grip that's usually in charge of setting that up, making sure it works properly, and then operating it for the camera operator, um, who's who well, they put the camera on that. So is,
2: it, is this the the thing on rails? The, yeah, the, to yeah. Get a so shot with, like a real smooth. Yeah, shot? smooth
1: shot. Yeah. So basically, dollies started as they they were built primarily as missile loaders for. Um, I can't remember if it was for for ships or whatever. So they would have it's it's a hydraulic controlled um arm that they would put missiles on and they would load them in because they were so heavy. Mm-hmm. So they were adapted for uh cameras so there you can get really smooth fluid shots with them. Mm-hmm. Um but they're really heavy and require usually at least one or two people to operate. So yeah,
2: this all the technology and the whole film industry blows my mind yeah that's
1: all really expensive big toys so i think that's another reason why i like it but and you don't always need that stuff but that's you know the stuff that's tried true and won't fail so i
2: think gimbals are some of the coolest thing i don't know why the gimbals oh yeah stabilize Mm -hmm. it like that's that blows my mind that
1: well they have their purpose but you know you have gimbals and then you have steadicams and they both serve like two distinct purposes and uh um yeah they're they're really cool and a relatively new technology. So what's the
2: steady cam versus a gimbal? The gimbal, you put it on and then you can... It has handles and you can move it anywhere? Yeah, right? so... And it stabilizes the camera? Right? So yeah,
1: I mean, the gimbals... Well, gimbals came out when Movi, uh, FreeFly, uh, came out with the Movi when I was in college, which would probably been 2011, 2010. And it's basically three-axis handheld stabilizer that can control left-right... Um, Uh, your, your tilt and roll. Um, and it's, it's powered by brushless motors and you just hold it and you can basically, you know, move it around. The only thing that it doesn't stabilize is the up and down movement of your body. So when you're walking and if you ever see a shot that kind of looks like it's bobbing a little bit, you can tell that that's a gimbal. Uh, they have other attachments that can kind of, you know, make sure that that's a little smoother or if you're a really good operator, uh, you can sort of get away with it. The problem with those is that all the weight is out in front of you, and you have to have really, really great stamina to support that for like a long period of time, or some sort of support vest. But even then, it can. Uh, they're they're great because you can. They're easily controllable. You can have somebody else operating the camera from far away while you have somebody else just holding it and moving it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a steady cam is all. Uh, they're there's no electronics on it. It's all, uh, uh, like, manual. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, and that, was, that came out when uh, it was invented by Garrett Brown, who came up with it and was first used on the Rocky movie for the shot running up the stairs. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a, like a spring-loaded uh, arm that attaches to a vest that's connected to your body. And uh, it it just takes away any movement from your body and allows you to... to put a, a camera on a stick that's weighted at the bottom and the top uh to control like really smooth movements and basically mimic what it looks like to you when you're walking. So like you don't see your up and down movement when you're walking. But if you're walking with the camera you can see it. So that gets a that gets rid of the up and down movement. And then the operator controls the horizon level, which is the, the the roll or the and then also the tilt of the camera. So they have control over that. But that's all Balanced by weights and spring in a spring-loaded arm, um, so that that doesn't have the same degree of control that you can get from a gimbal. But it uh, it, it requires a lot of skill from the operator, and uh, I think is is still still a little bit superior than gimbals. But also it costs you know forty five. 50 grand for a really good vest plus an operator who's trained for a long time whereas a gimbal you can get for i mean you can get a crappy one for 1500 bucks and throw a little mirrorless camera on so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different options when it comes to that so uh, if you want something if you want a shot that's closer to that but don't have the money or time to invest in that you have the option which is good because then it allows a broader range of people to sort of start uh and have the option to have cool shots like that, even if you don't have the money. So,
2: that's it. It's cool stuff. Cool stuff. I don't know why. I love it.
0: Do yeah. you have anything else, or we want to get into the show? Nah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> All need right, to get let's the start show, yeah. the show. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, oh, I so, thought um, this was the show. Yeah. No, it's part of it, but you know, the, the take me through your day part is what we call the show. Yeah, yeah. So, what time do you wake up in the morning?
1: Uh,. I mean, recently, just because I've been in the process of moving, it's been later. But usually I would get up at about uh, 6.20 in the morning.
0: Something you um, set an alarm for?
1: Yeah. Yep. I'm usually in, in bed by 10.30 and I wake up at around 6.30. So. All
0: right. Just regular phone alarm? Or we yeah, regular phone alarm. Regular phone alarm. alarm? Yeah. All right. What's What's the procedure in the morning? What do you, what do you get done before you get out the door?
1: Uh, I'll usually go to the gym at 7 in the morning, um, uh, take a class. Uh, and then I'm, that usually lasts an hour. Then I'm back home at eight. I have, uh, now this, I'll, I'll prioritize this by saying this is when I'm not traveling for shooting. This yeah, is let's, when I'm working
0: let's, for the sake of the, take me through your day part. Yeah. Let's just pick an average work day for okay, you cool. at, as you're doing what you're doing. right
1: now. Average work day. So yeah, wake up at 6:30. I go work out at seven. I'm back at eight, have a have a protein shake. I'll uh, take an, Take a brief shower, I'll sit on my phone and scroll through Reddit for about twenty minutes and then I'll get changed and I'm out the door. And I'm usually at my office by between nine or nine fifteen.
0: What time do you leave? what time are you leaving your place?
1: Eight forty five to nine o'clock if I'm really slow. that Okay. Day.
0: And what kind of commute time are we talking? So you get uh, to work.
1: It's about fifteen minutes. So Okay. Are
0: you listen to anything in that time?
1: Uh it it depends on the day. Usually it'll be uh, it'll be some sort of Electronic music on XM, um, or I'll I'll be on the phone with my girlfriend who lives in New York. So,
0: fair enough.
2: Uh,
1: yeah, we usually spend that time just talking.
0: All right. So you get into uh, your office. I'm yes, office. yeah. Is there like a designated parking area? What? Give me the getting to work. To
1: so when I it. get to work, I have a lease in a parking garage. I park in the parking garage, and my office. Uh, There's two floors. There's our production suite on the second floor, and then the rest of the agency on the third floor. So I I park my car. I walk, usually take the stairs down because I don't – I think taking the elevator down is a little lazy unless I'm feeling really tired. Um, and then I walk in. I walk up the stairs to my second floor, and, and that's where I, I get in.
0: Okay, so – you get there, what are some of the first, like, actions of the day? Like, what are you getting into as soon as you get there?
1: So, when I get in, um, I usually sort of just get settled down, log in on my computer, check any emails. Um,
0: Is this, like, an office situation, like a cubicle situation? Uh, yeah, we
1: have a pretty open, we have, like, we have cubicles, but they're not, there. it's an open, yeah. open floor plan. So, everybody, anybody can walk up to your desk, blah, blah, blah. So, gotcha. uh Log in, say hi to whoever's there in the morning. I'll maybe put on coffee, uh, go on, again, maybe go on Reddit, see if there are any new trailers out, or, uh, I have, um, I have a couple subreddits that I usually check, uh, go to a website called News Shooter, and I'll look to see if they've posted any new stuff, or, or I'll go to a gaming website, just depends on what kind of mood I'm in that morning, uh, if I don't have any immediately, immediate work to take care of, um, because usually we have uh, a general meeting at 9.45 where everybody talks through what they're doing for the day. If anybody needs anything from anybody, they'll make sure they bring it to attention. And uh, after that is when I, I usually start what I have to do for the day.
0: What are some of the basic things you would have to take care of before that meeting? Anything?
1: That's- not not really. There's not much. I, uh, I'm in charge of... Uh, data management at our office, too, for all the stuff that we shoot, because we have uh, a server that we all work off of editing-wise, but the server only has, I say only, it has about 85 terabytes of storage, so uh, once we get done with projects, we we, um, back them up and store them on uh, LTO tape, which has about a 5 terabyte storage limit, so... Uh, once we get through projects and I fill up a folder with five terabytes, I'll start to archive that. So I'll usually double check that in the morning. And if I have to make something, if I have to throw in another tape for a backup or just double check, I'll usually do that in the morning before that starts.
0: All right. Now, are these all things that you can kind of handle from your laptop or are there physical things that you need to, to put it on that tape?
1: Uh, I, yeah, they're like, I have a physical tape deck with a whole stack of tapes and a big fireproof safe that I put everything in. So yeah. that actually has its own dedicated workstation away from my laptop. But all the editing and stuff, we all have 10-gig um, <clears throat> 10, 10 uh, Ethernet connection, so we all edit off of our laptops independently, nice. but from the same source, yeah.
2: Now, how's it? has that technology been there since you started there? No,
1: that was added about a year and a half ago.
2: Um, do you remember what it was before?
1: So we had... Um, we had RAID drives. We each had a RAID drive that sat at our desk. It was about 24 terabytes of storage. Uh, and any designated product or project we had, we only edited it off there. So uh, if somebody else had to take over on it, they had to bring the drive over to their desk or work from ours. Um, and that's kind of the benefit of the new system is that anybody else can take over a project if they need to. Uh, but yeah, so once we switched over to the server, those RAID drives got set aside, and I actually just bought one off of our company because it's my editing drive now, so which is good. Yeah.
2: I, was saying, I know that technology is fairly new. Yeah. Or at least like becoming more reasonably priced, especially since hard drives, hard drives have dropped significantly. Yeah.
1: I mean that RAID drive right now, I have twenty four terabytes of storage on it, and it's you know, like a dual lightning connection. Um, I think. I think new with all the storage, you probably pay twelve to fifteen hundred bucks, maybe. Yeah, which now um, that's good. Yeah. Before that would probably cost. I, I mean, I remember getting. I remember getting MP3 players with half a gig of storage and thinking that was, you know, crazy <laughs> yeah. amount. And now I have twenty-four terabytes, and I have a project I'm working on right now that's almost four terabytes, like just with all the footage and stuff. So it's like it's kind of crazy how that changes, but it,
2: it's insane because I mean we could we can have a whole. 15-minute conversation yeah. about oh, the yeah. size of, of video files. Do you know what you guys shoot in?
1: Yeah, we shoot in, so our cameras, we have, uh, we shoot um, uh, 4, 4K ProRes HQ files usually. Mm-hmm. But that's for in-house stuff that we do. Uh, if I rent cameras, depending on what I have, if I rent, like, an Amira or an Alexa Mini, we'll shoot in ProRes 4444. 4, 4, 4 which can fill up a 256-gig CFast card in about 8 to 12 minutes. So, um, <laughs> like of eight to Yeah, four yeah uh, which is pretty large. And that really depends on, if it's a commercial project, I'll shoot in that higher bit rate because it gives us more latitude in post for color. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if not, ProRes HQ is more than enough, uh, uh, which will get us probably about four times the amount of runtime time that that 4444 four, four, four gives us so All
0: right. so you have that meeting yes before. yeah back to the meeting we talk yeah. yeah. to get things a lot. Yeah. no I, it's fine we'll make this episode yeah so um what are some of the things you're discussing and what are some of the things that you're planning on handling in a day
1: so you know we have a bunch of different types of people type of people um in that meeting so we have you know some of our creative directors art directors copywriters uh uh, on the agency side, and then we also, in our production studio side, have, you know, our photographers, directors, editors. Uh, so we'll just discuss the projects or things that we need to take care of, like our web developers will talk about how they need this site done, and our project managers will talk about how they need to, you know, remind this person to get them something so they can deliver it to this client. Uh, but on our production studio side of things, we'll either – most most of everybody – at least on the video side of things, edits I'm usually the only one who doesn't edit, and I'll take over projects you know if we get really slammed, so they'll talk about we'll talk about what we're editing or if we have a shoot coming up, we'll talk about what we need to get prepped beforehand uh or if we have obviously something that is happening like if we have a shoot tomorrow, we'll remind people that we're out um but yeah, it's just you know uh whatever we need to get done for whatever the project we're working on currently.
0: All right. So generally speaking, what are, let's just take it from the meeting to say about where you take a lunch. Yeah. Just like, as like I said, broad strokes, general idea of a day,
1: broad strokes up until lunch. So, uh, I mean, it, it, for me, it depends. Uh, if we have a shoot coming up, I will be prepping camera, and everything that we need for that shoot. And if we are using stuff that we own, then I'll I have a gear room that I keep everything in. I'll make sure that we have everything back there. If I'm renting stuff, I drive to our rental house, which I've already placed an order with, to, and I'll pick up everything, check to make sure everything's there, run a quick test. Um, if we don't have a shoot, I am putting stuff away, I am checking with everybody else to see if they need any help with anything. If I have something that I'm editing, I'll usually just hammer away on that until lunch. Uh, And if we're just coming back from a shoot, I'll be putting stuff away, dumping footage, making sure everything's there, uh, organizing it into a a folder structure that's easily accessible by whoever's editing it, and then uh, putting stuff away slash returning it, so...
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Um, when you get stuff from the, the rental place, is mm-hmm. that nearby?
1: Yeah, it's about a 15-minute drive. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's it's in Bellevue, so it's not, it's not far. Um, it's, it's pretty close.
0: You have, like, a company van that you stuck everything up in? Nope. Or you just get your own car? No, I, which kind of
1: sucks, like, and... I, depending on the client, I can expense mileage for and stuff like that, but it really is only like five miles, so it's more of a pain in the ass for me to have to go through on my expense report, expense my miles every day, uh, say for who and why, just for like picking up and returning gear. So if it's ever a huge order, I will, will get, you know, a van from U-Haul for the day or something like that, but for most of the stuff I can fit everything in my car for, for two-door coupe it surprisingly fits a ton of stuff (laughs) i can fit 10 foot speed rail in my car which um, nobody else at the office can so it's kind of funny Um, yeah yeah it's crazy but yeah so that's that that usually and i'll have a conversation either by email or phone with the rental house about what i want and talk with them sometimes they'll have recommendations for me sometimes they don't have stuff and i have to substitute for something else so
0: if this something out with stuff they have or you have another place that
1: you can go and uh, run out I I I order online from some places sometimes but I have a really good uh, relationship with them so they'll give me good deals or they'll get gear from somewhere else for me so it's it right. usually works out with them and I'd rather deal with them
0: personally Yeah absolutely
1: Cause it's I mean it's nice to have a person to person contact but also they're local Pittsburgh business, so it's like it's it's good yeah, on a it's few levels. So. Local guys. Yeah. yeah, so all
0: right, so I guess that kind of takes us up to lunch. Unless you have anything else, yeah, you I throw
1: in there? I don't know. I mean, I'll putz around sometimes if I have nothing else to do because there are times where everybody's editing on something that they don't need help on. We don't have any shoots coming up. I've all the gear is put away and accounted for. I've exhausted uh, Reddit. I've yeah. So at that point, I'll. I, you know, it just depends. I I have a subscription to American uh cinematography that I'll maybe just read through about, you know, these movies and who shot them and what they did for that. So I kind of consider that research like I'm still learning stuff or yeah. I'll I'll look up to see if there's any new cameras out or different articles about, you know, uh lenses or all this all this. There's so much stuff you can Look up to fill the day with, so uh, just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. If I came off a shoot and I have nothing to do and I just need to relax for a little while, yeah, I'll I'll go on Reddit for a little while and, <laughs> and you know just screw around. But uh, no, if I'm if I like, I'll I'll usually only do that for a few hours before I'm like, all right, I need something real to do. So um, yeah.
0: All right, so that brings us to lunch. When are you taking lunch?
1: Uh, usually around noon, because if I work out in the morning, then I'm usually really hungry by then. So uh, it's it's about noon and. Basically everybody, unless you're really slammed with a deadline, takes, takes a lunch around then too. So.
0: Alright, now is this something you pack and bring with you? You go out, you do something in the office? Uh,
1: I usually, I'm usually pretty good about packing at least three or four times a week. Um, and then if I don't, then we usually go, uh, there's really not much around where we are. I'll walk to Market Square or go to this food court by me or there's a pizza shop across the street that's not terrible. Uh so you know, and it's close too, so um but yeah, I more recently I have been eating out a lot because uh I'm transitioning, but uh uh most of the time I'll 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 pack lunch, yeah.
0: What is your average pack lunch? What do you what do you get for yourself?
1: That's uh I'll usually do uh, when I was when I was being really disciplined, I'll have a salad from Aldi or Trader Joe's with all the shit that you need to put on it like the dressing the toppings (laughs) and then i'll have pre-grilled sliced chicken so it's usually that with uh either like string cheese or fruit as the side um and then because of my sweet tooth i'll usually have like some ice cream or a little piece of candy or something like that afterwards so all right yeah
2: so might you have time to get ice cream well
1: we have an ice cream uh fridge on our third floor with ice cream that's always I'm filled so about. yeah it's <laughs>
2: i'm glad i asked <laughs> <What>? yeah <laughs> ice cream yeah
1: so it's just yeah it has like ice cream cookie sandwiches different types of like pops or whatever so
0: tell computer? me you were at the meeting that made that decision no 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 that's been there for a long time because
1: nestle was a client of ours a <laughs> oh, while ago go. so that that sense. has always been and it's it's a ad agency is supposed to look cool so it's something for new clients to come in and they're like hey we have an ice cream fridge so it's more of uh it's definitely for the, for the look of the agency for sure. Like, yeah, it's a great benefit to have, but it also makes you look really cool. And, you know, yeah. clients want to work with people who, who have that people look. in yeah. their
2: ice cream refrigerator. Yeah. 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 Well, now, now I got to ask, what else, what else do we have relating to something like that? Uh, like, they we, gave us this because we did it work for them. It's,
1: I don't, we really don't have too much stuff other than that. Uh, I mean, we have a slide in our office, anything? but that wasn't for any client specifically. Um, a
2: slide, what's
1: the... A slide from the third floor to the second floor, so... I
2: see
1: right. But that, honestly, we have a couple people who go down it. When we have new clients in, they'll be like, can we ride the slide? Uh, but it's usually... I get a lot of my stuff shipped to the office, so our office manager will... Uh, send me an email that she's sending something down and she'll send my
2: packages down the slide. So, no We're mind. talking a straight slide or are we talking like nope.
1: curly Q. Curly Q. Yeah, yes.
2: Right. So did she just throw the yeah. box of shit. Yeah, it slides <laughs> <like> down. A, <laughs> we have
1: a we have a we have a little mat at the bottom, so she'll do that for most stuff, but if if it's a big one or says fragile, like if it's lenses or something, she's like, You yeah, gotta come up and get this but
2: I just have so many scenarios in my head of just box yeah. bouncing all over the place. It's not like, a fun slide if you're started. over
1: like five, ten. So like, it's, <laughs> so it's definitely not, not for most people. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few shorter people in our office that go down it more often than not. But yeah. Yeah. Other than that, we really, you know, our, our fourth floor is like a meeting area that they rent out and there's a couple kegs up there. But, uh, again, that's not for a client specifically.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a happen habit. Yeah. Why not?
1: Yeah. Another aesthetics thing. Yeah. Yeah. So other than that, we really don't have any other other treats for clients specifically sitting around the office.
0: All right. That's so awesome. let's go back into the, the, you done, done with lunch. Done with lunch. What's up? Um,
1: what are you doing? So again, like, uh, it, it's, it's more or less the same after lunch in the afternoon. We'll tend to have more meetings than in the morning. Uh, nobody likes to have meetings before 11 AM usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of the meetings happen at the in the afternoon, uh, but yeah, I'd say we more or less. Uh, if I'm prepping for a shoot, that's when I finish up stuff. I get stuff organized and laid out. Um, if I'm editing, it just depends on my deadlines. If a lot of times the reviews will happen in the afternoon too, because we send stuff to clients at the end of the day. So if I have if we have a rough cut of something that gets approved at two o'clock, we'll usually send by to the client by like four or five Um, and
0: the reviews meaning they review it so like so we
1: have so my boss is our executive creative director so any of the stuff that we're editing uh we have an edit suite with two edit bays and then a like a 60 inch 4k tv that people will watch stuff on so they'll they'll either have given notes already or uh uh We'll keep going
0: through that. Uh, <laughs> I'll clean it up. Yeah,
1: first. Well, will they'll they'll give notes on stuff ahead of time, or just you know look at something again to give the final sign off before it gets sent through. Um, so yeah,
0: to wrap the day and then advice, and then we'll do the fun stuff. Okay. So well, I I gotta get I have some more questions. Yeah, I know, right. but that's it's, it's, uh, the, that's the part of the wrapping up the day. Is we'll we'll yeah. go back and, and see what we do. Um, so. Uh, Back to the reviews. You you were watching on a big TV. screen,
1: yeah. Yeah, big TV. Uh, So, usually there's a couple. There's a couple. When you start editing, there's deadlines. So, we'll have an internal review once uh, with a rough cut of everything, usually without finalized audio or color, uh, just to, like, nail down the story. Uh, If it's, you know, some sort of interview slash B-roll thing, or if it's more of a uh, and a commercial edit just to like nail the timing and the, the flow. Uh, and then after that internal review, we'll, whoever's editing will have a few days to make those changes slash make it better. Uh, and then we'll have another internal review. That's when it stuff gets like more polished. And then when we finally, they'll have another day after that, after whatever notes come in. Then when we send it to a client, it's usually like 85% there. So it's the color is not final, but it's colored the audio is not final, but it sounds, it sounds good. Um, and then the client will have a few days to give us notes back and sometimes they'll tear it apart. And, uh, you know, it, it, you have a few extra days to make those changes. Other times they really like it and it's a few small things. And then once all that gets like buttoned up, they'll usually have one or two rounds of revisions. The client will, uh, once that gets all buttoned up, uh, we'll go through the final, you know, final color, final audio. Make any small tweaks that people want to make, uh and then it gets sent out the door and and put online or wherever wherever it ends up going. Yeah,
0: nice. Good well, we questions. Yeah, like a million, but um, we'll shoot them off because I just want to wrap yeah. up the actual day part of it because I don't want to get into like advice of what you'd give
2: someone who wanted to do this. Yeah, we'll get into all that. But yeah. what so, we'll so, so that? this this is a weird question. What what kind of file formats do you guys give to the final to the customer? Like, MP4s.
1: Book, 1080 is like MP4s. 1080. Um, yeah, uh, usually at a at a higher bit rate. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but we don't ever finish. We shoot in 4K. We don't ever finish in 4K. If we really like the project, we will make a, a 4K version for ourselves. Um, but everything we finish is in 1080 H.264 MP4 containers because those are the they're they're smaller containers than like an MOV which we usually shoot in mm-hmm. uh but the compression is still is still good and at the end of the day most of these are getting uploaded to Facebook or YouTube where they're going to compress the hell out of them anyways too so it's like yeah those are the smallest and easiest to handle and they can be read on Windows, Mac, whatever. So yeah, for, for most things.
2: Yeah. And then do you do you guys keep the project files you so, use too or yeah, you just we keep, keep one everything? Final no, we keep, we keep so
1: everything. if we, we keep every version from like rough one to rough fifteen and then like sometimes there's final edits that, that go through versions one through five too. So we keep every single iteration from that too. Mm. It doesn't really those final export files don't take up a ton of room, so it really doesn't make sense to delete them. Uh, and then, if you ever need to go back to like see when something was changed, you can see you know step by step how something changed too.
2: And not to just to touch on this, how how do you go about organizing files? Because I know it can be very difficult.
1: So we have, we have so uh, when we when we start a new edit, and I'm getting ready to dump footage, we have a program that was written uh, that we type in our client name, the job number, the title of the project. And then what it does is it creates a, I think it's like seven or eight file structure. And like in file one is our project file. So that's where any of our Premiere Pro files live, our After Effects files, our whatever. Everything's in folder one. Then folders two and three are source footage, which is everything straight out of the camera. uh, Raw or otherwise goes in there. And then if we ever need to transcode anything for proxy files or smaller files to edit with that goes in the transcoded footage folder. Then we have uh, source graphics, which would be like text from our art directors that need placed in there. Uh, then you have rendered graphics, which, uh, would be like any sort of animation we do with the graphics, stuff like that. Um, then you have, uh, rough or oh audio is in there somewhere at some point there's an audio mm-hmm. audio i don't know sound isn't my thing uh there's an audio thing in there where we put music slash the audio we recorded during the interviews mm-hmm. and then there's a rough exports folder where all the roughs go then there's a final exports folder and then if there's also photography on that that gets put in its own separate folder where our photographer puts all of his raw files and edits and final deliverables and stuff like that
2: you said this is a program that does that for you yeah
1: so we have a we have um one of one of the guys who used to work with us wrote a wrote a, uh, a program that allows us to do that. So that way, we don't have to create the files every time.
2: Does it just create? It just creates the file format, and that's it. And then you, it, it creates the, the folder the structure, folder?
1: and it creates it starts a Premiere Pro project for us that has bins uh, very similar to the whole folder structure on the on um, you know the I O whatever
2: yeah. that's, that's actually very interesting.
1: Yeah, so that keeps everything organized and everything's the same each time through. And then in our so so on our server it says that's our our project server. Then it also is organized by like name and date so you can see like oldest projects to newest projects. Um and that's how everything is organized there.
0: Got anything? Yeah. anything else? I don't think so. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. If something <laughs> pops up, feel free to spit it out. All right, so um, what time around are you wrapping up your day?
1: So on a normal day where I don't have, it's not like, you know, crazy hours worked, I'm usually out by 5.30, 6 maybe, uh, and that's just because, you know, I don't live too, too far away, so I'm usually home by 6.15, 6.30.
0: That's not bad. What, is there some things that you need to wrap up at the end of the day? Is there anything you have to... Yeah.
1: I if if I if I prep gear and we're coming to pick it up in the morning, I usually leave it on our studio floor organized and like ready to just walk out to the cars. Um uh make sure our gear room's locked because that's where, you yeah. know, most of our stuff is kept. Uh though stuff gets left out by other people that's worth a lot of money and our <laughs> fortunately our cleaners don't don't steal anything, so that's good. But yeah. uh um yeah, I don't know. I just Make sure my I don't leave too much crap on my desk. Uh, if I'm rendering something, I'll usually just leave that running. But if not, I just put my computer to sleep and grab grab my bag and I'll walk on out.
2: So you do you keep there's a computer there, or you leave. It yeah, so I there sometimes. So
1: my I have a work laptop, um, a MacBook Pro, and uh, I bought an older, slightly older MacBook Pro off of my company that I have as my personal laptop. But then my work one just stays there. So it's hooked up to an external monitor and then our 10 gig ethernet connection. And yeah.
2: And it's so, a, just, just to touch on this too, cause I don't want to go too in depth, but how do you go about organizing the equipment? Like, is there a checkout sheet?
1: Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of good and bad, but like, I know where everything goes and nobody really ever goes back there. So mm-hmm. I just, I know what's missing and what's not usually, um, but, uh, uh, yeah, we, we really don't have a checkout thing. Like Some of the stuff that's back there is my own personal stuff too that I rent out to our company. Um, so I'll keep that stuff back there too. But uh, yeah, no, there's no checkout sheet. Everything I have, we have a whole cabinet that's organized. I have a workbench where I keep tools and stuff um, with chargers on top of that for all of our batteries. But yeah, everything we, we had, when we first started it, we just sort of talked with each other about how we would, organize it um so if somebody needs to come back there they should know where something is but you know people will take stuff and not put it back in the right place so then if somebody else is looking for it they're like you know where the hell is this and i'm like all right well let's ask around first you know so but yeah no no checkout sheet or anything like that
2: And how many people are there in the whole organization
1: so on for our production team there's four of us on the video side of things there's two photographers, there's our producer, and we have a studio director, which uh yeah he he doesn't he's he sort of organizes uh like uh um, uh how how we market ourselves and sort of reaches out to new people and tries to get us work and stuff like that so
2: and then you all also have like another the other teams too? so
1: the agency is above us, so that's where all of our account people are. Our creative directors art directors copywriters
2: oh, okay so it's it's pretty producers
1: for the agencies, owners finance people uh our i t guy is who's also our our uh sound mixer too because he used to do that before he became an i t guy so <laughs> yeah
2: he's not on your floor he's up on no there. no i wish he
1: was on our floor because he's a super cool guy uh
2: he's probably troubleshooting everyone's email yeah and he he floor.
1: you know he always comes down when he needs the vent with us and so we always we always say if you came down here less people would come to you with 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 problems because they'd be they don't want to walk down the stairs and they'll be forced <laughs> to figure it out themselves but yeah the he slot. stays he stays <laughs> up there yeah
0: yeah all right so um let talk about, I mean, it's probably not going to be that different, but the commute on the way home. Yeah. Honestly, I,
1: I come two different ways. So coming in, I, is a different way than I go home just mm-hmm. because of the traffic patterns. I've found out it's, it's easier to do that over from being there for three years. Uh, so the commute, I don't know. Sometimes it's awful. Sometimes it's not. I'll, I'll usually, uh, I, that I'll usually listen to music or I'll call like my dad or just, you know, uh, cause my girlfriend's usually still working. Um, because their hours are different in uh, in New York versus Pittsburgh. Um,
0: same kind of deal with the music, though.
1: Just yeah, same start music. Start I I don't thing usually thing. listen to a lot of podcasts just because it's a shorter commute than than not. Uh, but yeah, same kind of music usually. Yeah. You
2: yeah. said that they have different work hours in New York.
1: Yeah, there. I mean, she doesn't usually get in until ten o'clock, but she doesn't leave until seven usually. So okay, so let's yeah, people is it start pretty later. Standard up there, yeah, it's pretty standard. People come in later. They work later.
0: All right, so you get home around when?
1: Uh, I'd say 6, between 6 and 6.30, depending on when I leave. Sometimes sometimes I'll get in, I'll get home before 6, but it's usually between 6 and
0: 6.30. Now, generally speaking, on, like, a work day, what are you getting done in that, that free time you have, from getting home to getting to bed?
1: So I, uh, I'll usually... Uh, I'll usually make my meals early in the week so I don't have to cook or do anything. Um, if I'm being honest, if I get home a little early and I'm eating dinner, I'll usually just put on HGTV and watch a couple episodes of whatever the hell's on, uh-huh. hopefully House Hunters, because it's, it's it's a little mindless. But um, I know I take freelance work sometimes, so if I'm doing some editing, I'll put in a couple hours of work. Um, if I'm not doing that, then I'll play video games or... Watch a show or something like that. I I like to work out in the morning, so I don't have to do that after I get home. So I can yeah. just sit around and do whatever I want. So, gotcha. And it, sometimes I'll go see a movie too. Um, uh, I like to go to the movies at least once a week. So if I I'll, I'll usually find a showtime at seven or eight o'clock and I'll I'll go then. Usually by myself, but nice. sometimes with other coworkers or stuff like that.
0: So dinner. What are you What are you doing for dinner?
1: Uh. Hmm. Uh, that it's more recently it's been I'll buy like I'll buy good frozen meals usually so like to
0: good frozen like meals. like
1: Trader Joe's has like good Indian meals that are easy to heat up
0: yeah um yeah. and
1: like I don't I don't eat those a lot because it's obviously a lot of salt but um uh I don't know I'll I'll have I've been lazy recently when I'm when I'm good I'll have grilled chicken or some sort of red meat and and rice and something like that but or i'll i'll go through a phase where i want to eat pasta and i'll just have a bunch of pasta that week so it's it really i'm i'm not consistent with what i eat which isn't good but uh yeah every now and then i'll go to uh, a bar close to where i live that has really cheap uh william Penn. they have good they have good specials usually, so I'll spend six or seven bucks and get a lot of bar food for a good price. So <laughs> not bad. yeah.
0: Um, so what what time are you go to bed?
1: Between ten and ten thirty. If I'm up past ten thirty, that's late for me.
0: Okay. Now, do you have any specific sleep rituals that help you get to sleep?
1: I, I will. I always have. This is gonna sound weird, but I like because I'll usually take an allergy pill or something before, before I go to bed. So I have like half a glass of water and that's like, it's always that. Mm. So that's, that's, that's really my only
0: No, I mean, that's, that's perfectly acceptable. Now, just, just to fully wrap this part up, do you have any advice for someone who would want to get into this field?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I guess, I, I guess I have a few pieces. It's, I guess I'd start off with one. I don't think it's necessary to go to school for this. Like if you, if you find people working in the industry and you show that you're committed to like learning and working for free or little money for a little while, you can learn a lot by just putting yourself in that situation. Um, but if you do go to school, I guess it's it's a lot of, of in both situations too, it's a lot of who, who you get to know. Networking is a really big part, especially if you're in a smaller market. But even if you are in a bigger market, too, that person who you get to know at first has their own network, and then those people have their own network. So it's just, you know, a lot of it is is who you know. Um, I know people who are really good starting out who aren't doing this anymore because they didn't really succeed or gave up a little early or something like that. So um,
0: So it's really put yourself out there. Yeah, put yourself out
1: there. And then also just shoot a lot. Like, you don't have to... If you, if you want to learn how to direct, find your own things to direct and make a couple crappy things before you kind of figure out how to do, send your stuff to people and have them give their opinion and take the negative feedback and, and look at your old stuff and like, see what was different from that versus what you're doing now to see how you've grown and, and find other people's stuff who you really like and try to mimic that, like try to recreate what they did because, uh, you'll sort of like figure out the process that way too. So. Yeah. Um, you know, find what you, find what you like or find people that you like and try to talk to them or, or like I said, recreate what, what you like, uh, you know, do a lot of your own research and kind of figure it out too, if you don't have somebody to, cause there's so much stuff out there now that you can Oh yeah. learn from. It's crazy. Um, but just putting in the time and work cause it doesn't come right away. You know, it takes a little time.
0: Yeah. So let's stick with it. So yeah, like, I guess. Yeah, it.
1: I don't know. That's a that's kind of a <laughs> cliche thing to say too, but
0: they, they always kind of are. But they're always good. Yeah,
1: and you don't need you don't need great stuff. Like, yes, I can tell the difference from shooting on an Alexa Mini versus you know um, an old Sony camera. But you know, I've also shot some stuff with those old Sony cameras that looks really good that I still. I, that I have in my reel right next to stuff I've shot on a Red or an Alexa. So it's like, you know, it, it's not always about the tools. Like, the nicer tools help make it look better if you don't know what you're doing. But, you know, if you can make stuff look good with crappy stuff, then you're going to always make yeah. even more beautiful stuff with better stuff. So,
2: so this this is a weird question. Do you, do you take a lot of pictures with your phone and videos with your phone? No, too? not really. Not just because you have access to...
1: I, no, it's not even that. It's like, I don't know, I... I I use my phone a lot for when we're scouting, so I take, like, reference pictures so I know what we're coming into, but, like, stuff that I like to share, um, no, I don't shoot with my phone a lot, um, that's kind of, like, anything that I've posted on, like, my Instagram recently has been, like, stuff that I've shot on film or, like, work that I've produced because, especially for what I do, uh, Instagram's kind of been, become, like, a quick portfolio of your work, so... Yes, I have like a link to my website and my Instagram, which will take you to actual real work, but it also helps to show if somebody's looking through my Instagram, oh, this guy can, this guy can at least expose properly and like has some nice looking images. Yeah. So this is kind of what, what he's into and could, what he does fit into the aesthetic of what I want for our work. So, um, yeah, I don't really shoot on my phone a lot. It is, I know, I know sometimes the camera can be great if you need like a quick little insert shot, but can't put this big ass camera there you just put put a phone in there it's kind of like a gopro it's a right tool for the right job so mm. you know if you need something i was my a friend of mine who was shooting a commercial recently they had they realized that they needed to get uh like a reversal from what they were shooting but didn't have enough time and uh the shot was just going to be projected on like a laptop screen uh so they literally just put a iphone on a c stand and shot the reversal real quick because the lighting was already there and uh and that shot ended up getting used, and uh, I mean, it was really brief and quick, but he was so against it, because, you know, obviously he had his his red with this nice lens and all this stuff, but uh, yeah, they, they convinced him to do it, and it's in there, and it's kind of funny, but you won't you wouldn't notice, so it just depends. If it's, if it's worth it for the job, then it's good. It's good yeah. enough.
0: That being said, do you have any stories that really stand out to you over the past oh, few boy. years? Oh, boy. I don't... Just whatever pops in your head, you have to think. I don't know. I. your favorite
2: or
1: Hmm. I, I, I'd have to think, I mean, a, I don't, I don't know of any other like stories off like that. I mean, I guess if you, if you were like, can you tell about a certain situation, I could probably come up with something. Well, but... about this?
0: Do you have any pet peeves that really stick with you? Anything that happened on the job that really I... was just like, this should not have gone down like this.
1: So I, you know, um, I think one of my pet peeves is when, somebody like tells me what I should be doing rather than is like having a discussion um I you know I've I've done I've done stuff with with you know one of the guys that I work with who I is a good friend of mine but he can he can really focus on the wrong thing sometimes when we're shooting so if like we have an interview set up instead of worrying about like instead of talking to whoever we're interviewing or worrying about questions he'll come over and make sure our white balance is correct on our cameras and I'm like that's it's not your job. Like I, I promise that it's right. Like I, like you know, you can see what I'm seeing on the monitors. It's fine, but like, don't do what you're supposed to do. I'm not the one coming over to you asking like to make sure that these interview questions are right. I'm trusting you to make sure. It's your job to do that, and you've done it great before. So I'm assuming you're gonna do it great again. So it's like it's and it's because he came from, he started doing all that stuff himself. So he was camera and interviewing. So he just has it in his head. Yeah, it's like that kind of stuff. It'll annoy me at first, but then I have to sit back and realize, be like, I I understand where he's coming from. So, um, I don't know. I'd say, I'd say stuff like that is, you know, I, I, I was recently listening to a podcast who was interviewing this, uh, the steady cam operator who now shoots and he's talking about how on all of his sets, he makes sure that everybody from every department, if they have a question about the framing or stuff that he lets the people come up to the camera and look through the viewfinder and see what he's seeing, because it helps them become more involved and more passionate, and if you can get people involved, even if you know they don't think that their job's as exciting as somebody else's, it still makes sure that the whole production goes by like quicker. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I try to make sure that if if people have an opinion, that they're make sure that they're allowed to express it and 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 not feel afraid to express it, even if I disagree, and and I'll say that, but like you know, it should never be. It should always be collaborative and not, you know, so one-sided. Yes, people. At the end of the day, they're what they say goes, no matter what. So you gotta, you know, you gotta go with it. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, if if people people get diva-ish like that, I don't like that. So, um, um, I'm very nice, obviously, and some like on sets with with everybody, and I don't like people who are real dicks. So, and that's a lot of the people that we work with are really good people, and those people don't usually stick around for very long, so just don't be a, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. So it's, we work long days, and it sucks when somebody, like, is being a real asshole about something, and you're like, come on, we've been here for 10 hours, like, just let it go. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. At the end of the day, we're making commercials or advertisements. We're not saving the world, so it's like, just <laughs> fucking deal with it and move on, so.
2: Do you have anything else? So... We, we just touched on this. And we we didn't really go into it too much, but you do. You were doing a lot of traveling for a while, mm-hmm. and it seemed like you've been staying more local as of late. But well, but what kind of, what when can I you get involved with that,
1: when I started, the reason that our agency bought our production company is because we had a client that needed content produced at all of these. Um, yeah, you know, I won't say names just just for the sake of it, but they needed they needed content produced at all these different areas across the country. So it was. It was cheaper for our agency to hire people and pay them a salary than pay them their day rates. Um, so that's why they brought people in. And that what they got paid to produce all that content covered our salaries for like two and a half years or something like that. So yeah. it made sense financially for them. And then they actually get people in-house and can start you know, producing. So that's why I traveled like that for six-ish months. Um, but then a lot of the work after that was kind of local in studio we didn't have to travel and then we would get the odd jobs where we would have to travel but uh no a lot of stuff we've been doing has been more local we've had the opportunity to travel to some states close by but not a ton far away but that's you know i want to do that more like in the future so that's what i'm kind of hoping for to to happen so that's because it's, it's a lot of fun. You get to see a lot of different places. You get to learn about the... It just broadens your horizon about a bunch of stuff, you know. You get stuck mm-hmm. in one place for a while. It's easy to become stuck in that mindset, so... Well,
0: that's a nice segue into the fact that you're moving. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I guess yeah. we Express. can get into that a little bit since, yeah. since we're here.
1: Yeah. Uh As of right now, when this is being recorded, I'll be moving to New York City in exactly a week, so... Yeah. Um And I'm leaving my agency... And I'm going from being full-time employed with all these benefits to going freelance with no actual real job. So um, that's cool, but it's <laughs> but it's the thing where I, I have a ton of connections in New York from people who I knew through college or people who I got to know throughout the years who connect me with these people. So um, I'm going in with uh, a solid head start, and I have I have friends there who who don't try that hard and they work a lot, so I figured uh, <laughs> because there's so much work there like I figured I'll do okay, so um, I
0: like that gamble on yourself
1: yeah and and i I want to take you know the stuff that we're doing now is is good, but we we don't have enough of that. We've had a couple jobs that have been really high profile and have like really really been great experience to like grow and learn, but I feel like I'm kind of missing that with the stuff that we're doing now, I feel like we're just kind of doing the same stuff so I want to I want to learn from other people I want to get to learn from people who are so experienced and have done so much better stuff and I know that that'll let me grow but um you know I want to be I want to be challenged a little bit more. I'll kind of want to run around with my like a chicken with its head cutting <laughs> off wondering like how I'm going to figure this out. So I like I want to be challenged and I also want to travel more too. So uh yeah, you know, I'm not moving up just for work. Obviously, like I've said, my girlfriend lives there, so that's a big reason too. But
0: yeah, but that's that's so exciting.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm super I'm super excited. And what's funny though is like the I already have stuff booked, but it's for my company that I work for now. So, um, <laughs> like I'm we're doing a job in DC that I'm shooting for them, so yeah, that's
2: funny. But uh,
1: yeah, so it'll be good.
2: Yeah, really coming full circle with the, like all the connections,
1: yeah, 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 it's yeah, and you know, um. A good amount of them are people who I knew in college who moved up there and have become established, but I've been in contact with the years. Like I have a buddy of mine who's an editor uh, on SNL um, who said he could get me some work So uh, on that show. And then he also works for production companies. Um, And what's nice, too, is like with the stuff that I've done over the years, I at least know that I'm on par with the stuff that they've done, and I have that experience, so I don't feel like I'm coming in underprepared if anything like you know hopefully i establish a good enough repertoire with some of these people that i get the opportunity to have projects that are above what i've done before but they've know what i can do and know that i can figure stuff out and that i'd be the right person for this job even though i don't have the same experience as somebody else who they don't know uh but may not have the same you know work relationship with or know how they function when it comes to problems and stuff like that so yeah i'm hoping that those will pay off and I, i'm i'm betting that some of them won't that some of the people will talk out their ass and say that they'll work for me and never give me a single thing but that's just how it works so
0: yeah at um, least you got multiple sources. yeah but then i'll
1: meet new people who i know who who will give me some stuff so it's yeah you know,
0: it'll all work out best be of luck I think yeah. it's awesome oh well, yeah all right yeah, let's um exciting. let's get into the fun stuff yeah and
2: we'll uh we'll wrap this all up so we'll pre-requisite questions to these fun questions do you, what was your favorite shoot you worked on? Without going in too much into detail, hmm. like, was there one that was just like, I'll remember that forever?
1: I mean, you know? I I'd, I'd say the first like real commercial that we produced as an agency uh, that happened on like the coldest day of the year, uh, and like none of our we didn't have enough power for our lights. We were shooting all high speed. Um, Like, you know, I was, it was the biggest crew that I had to handle on, but it was all guys that I had worked with before. So I knew that that they would, I, I just made sure I surrounded myself with people who were better than me. So I wouldn't fuck up. Um, and it was still like, it was, it was a really tight shoot schedule. We fit in so much stuff, but it ended up turning out really well. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was like one of the first things I had had in a while that really pushed me, um, past what I was comfortable with, but you know, it's, what's nice about working with people who have been doing the stuff like 15, 20 years longer than you is that they have a ton of experience. And while you may be a little stressed out, you talk to them, you ask for their opinions, they give you their opinions, you decide on something together and it works out. So I think, you know, that shoot was, was super fun. Uh, and while I may have been stressed out on there, I like, it wasn't that bad looking back on it. So it's like, it's not, um, you know, I had a shootout in Wisconsin where we got to go to, uh, uh, dairy farm, and I got to, like, hang out with cows for a while, and they were super sweet. Um, they're, like, big dogs with sandpaper tongues that really like big cameras, so that was that was cool, too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, my first job where we got to travel to 19 different cities was pretty cool because I got to see so much stuff and gain, like, 20 pounds in the process, but, yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it sounds very exciting.
1: Yeah, it was, some of them aren't. Exciting at all, but you get yeah. the ones that balance it out. So,
2: yeah. I see, that that was a reoccurring theme on some of these episodes too. Was just like, oh, I really only enjoy my job when I'm sh- like stressed out that something's on fire.
1: Yeah, I I don't know about that. It's like we we sometimes have to do, you know, we have we have stuff that's just plain old like social videos for some of our content that are super super boring and you know not crazy creative, but they they pay the bills and you got to do them and. Uh, and they somehow still take ten hours to do, which is annoying. And uh, but those, you know, those get balanced out with like actual, you know, f- real fun shoots. And I always, I always like stuff where I end up learning stuff from the people who we're interviewing or from the places we go. So those, those help balance out the mundane. You know, I call it tabletop stuff that we have to do a lot of. That's super annoying. So but yeah,
2: it's like that most jobs. Yeah,
1: yeah, you got the good and the bad. So, can't all be good, or else you'll, you know, you'll think that the good stuff sucks. So,
2: yeah, that's true. Yeah, you gotta. Gotta gotta have have the ups and downs. Spectrum. All right. Fun question. Fun Fun question. Fun
0: I Let's just check in our time. We're yeah. Anytime we do these together, we always run. That's fine. Way long. It's good
2: though. We get a lot more details. I like
1: the podcast that that lasts a little while. So that's yeah. As we were talking earlier before we even did this.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Alright, um, what's your ideal breakfast? Mm.
1: On vacation, have whatever you want. On vacation. Well, I oh shit. Um I mean anything with you know, I, I like I like carbs, so a really good pancake or waffle. But I will say uh I went on vacation once and we were in Mexico and I had chocolate covered or chocolate frosted flakes with marshmallows, which were so so damn good. So interesting. I'd say like if if I I couldn't eat it every day, but like something that's carbs and then sugar related is always is always right up my alley. Yeah,
0: that works. Um what's the best advice you ever got?
1: Ah, oh, jeez. Mm.
0: And these questions don't necessarily have to be work related, they're just kinda of...
1: Yeah. Ah oh, man, I don't I don't I don't know. Um
0: Alright, what's the worst advice yeah. you ever got?
1: Ah <laughs> oh, jeez it's it's hard cuz i like i can't i can probably think of i can probably i don't know of of any advice specifically that somebody has said to me that i've looked back and been like you're fucking wrong but uh <laughs> i don't know i think it's I, I don't know if i've ever been given like if if it's going to pertain to what i do it's uh to to just i I had somebody tell me at my internship that, uh, that they had a lot of people interning, but that out of all the people that they had there, that, uh, that I was, the reason that they kept hiring me was because I never complained and I always like showed up and worked and like, it was all mundane stuff that anybody can do, but that I had like a good worth ethic and to like, just keep, keep doing that. Like, just keep, like, keep working and keep like networking and keep going up that I, felt really good about because this guy i didn't think was like super nice when i first started there and he had done a lot of really good stuff uh but to hear that eventually was like very motivating and at least like kept me forward kept me going forward when i didn't have a ton of work or like i ran like i was a little slow so um that was good to hear to you know yeah. at least know i was doing something right so yeah
0: sometimes just that little stuff is yeah. so helpful yeah uh what movie do you think you've seen the most
1: Ooh, I'd say overall in my life is, I I would say the original Aladdin, like the animated Aladdin movie. I've definitely seen the most, probably followed closely by Terminator 2. In recent memory, a movie that I watched the most was probably John Wick, because when it first came out, I showed it to as many people as I can, so I probably watched watched it a couple dozen times.
0: There you go. Um, Yeah. What's your biggest fear?
1: Hmm. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm always, uh, I'm, I'm overly concerned that people will think that I'm, like, not, like, a good person, or not, like, working hard, so I, it doesn't happen often, but, like, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I don't like when people get mad at me, so it's, like, it's usually, which is a good and bad thing, but, like, I, I'm usually working, working decently hard to, to try to keep good relationships with a lot of people, so, it's, uh. I, I Sometimes it's my own fault. I try to make too many things work out and it comes up, bites me in the ass, but that's, yeah. Yeah, that happens. Yeah.
0: Um, any candy in the world, we have it.
1: Oh, Reese's cups. Reese's oh
0: cups. Good Child, <laughs> finally, a good, solid <laughs> answer. <laughs> we had a slow, bad answer for no, to I'm today. sure
1: there's some shit yeah. candies we had a out solid
0: there. solid Reese's. Like, all right. What was yeah. the very first one? It was, it was solid.
1: Listen, I love all sorts of candy, but yeah, there's some. If if anybody ever said like black licorice, I'd slap him in the face. It's
0: just disgusting. <laughs> no one's quite said that yet, but we haven't been too far off. Um, uh, childhood hero. Oh
1: man. Uh, if we could talk fictional, I'd say probably Arnold Schwarzenegger, just because I watched a ton of Arnold movies. That works. But I I would say uh, it'd probably be like my dad or um, my Graham, just because they were both like pretty pretty key in, like, in establishing me as in, like, what I do and, like, the kind of, in the way that I carry myself, so. Yeah, all
0: right, yeah. good. Uh, what kind of soap do you use?
1: I use the cheapest, usually the cheapest full-body hair shampoo conditioner that I can find at the store. It's usually the, the, the suave is when I spend a little more money, but it's always the three-in-one stuff because so, I don't, all in one <laughs> bottle. I don't take long showers, like, I'm in and out in three or four minutes, so where, I don't know, other people who take 20-minute showers perplex me, but that's, I don't know, that's where, that's where people like to think, which I don't, i just, I'm in and out. So. Yeah, get
0: it done. Yeah. Uh, someone gave you $1,000 right now, what would you do with
1: it? Uh, I'd honestly probably just put it in my bank account, because I know I'll need some money in the next couple months. Yeah, I,
0: I felt that was coming with yeah. the move and
1: everything. Yeah. I mean, if I, if, if I wasn't, I'd probably find something to spend it on camera gear-wise, but yeah, right now it's just in my bank account.
0: All right. Someone gives you your eighteen-year-old self a thousand dollars. What is he doing with it?
1: Oh, uh, I probably would have. Hmm. I would have. I would have put it in Bitcoin and then sold it a year and a half ago when it was a ton of money. Because uh, then I would have. I would have had a ton more money. Yeah, that's 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 probably right. Because then I at that point I would have, you know, invested in cameras and done a lot more stuff. So, yeah.
0: Um, pet peeve, general pet peeve, in life.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, we'll get back to what I was saying about, I hate people who are just dicks for no reason, so, uh, that, that I, I, I don't like, I, I don't, I don't like dealing with people who, who just for no other reason will, like, talk down to somebody or something like that. Just I, miserable yeah, people. Miserable yeah, miserable people are, which, you know, people are like, why are you usually so happy all the time? And I'm like, well, it's not, not that hard, but I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a different story. So yeah, people who are dicks for no reason, who I don't are like.
0: dicks. Um... Where do you see yourself in ten years?
1: Mm. Probably not in New York anymore, because I, I think we've we've talked about going up there for like six or seven years, getting like our feet on the ground and getting work underneath our belt and coming back. But, um, yeah, I I hope in in ten years I am able to comfortably support myself doing this, hopefully freelance. But uh, at that point in time, I may even uh, entertain the idea of going back to an agency or something with a little more stability. So, uh, you know, most likely married, but yeah. yeah nice. I would say that's 90, 99% sure at this point, but who knows what the <laughs> hell
0: happens. So. Uh, do you have a tipping custom?
1: Uh, I usually will do... I don't know, I'm usually 15 to 20%. I usually do at least 20 If I have bad service, it's 15 but um I'll tip for mostly everything unless it's just somebody pouring coffee in a cup or something really mundane. Um, I usually won't if it's just me, uh, if I get a big order, obviously, but yeah, I'd say usually, yeah, 90% of the time, about 20%. Good.
0: Uh, what's something you wish you'd learned earlier?
1: Um, I don't know. I wish I had, I'd learned the, the technical aspect of at least what I know earlier on, um, at least, uh, I wish I would forced myself to do more work early on in college, uh, cause I definitely probably would have been in a better situation by now, but
0: just focusing on the technical end of things. Yeah,
1: I'd, I'd say so. Um, uh, maybe not fucking around as much, but you know, we all learn our <laughs> lessons one way or another. Yeah, so yeah. Uh,
0: childhood celebrity crush.
1: Mm, damn. I'd say I I'd probably have to say Britney Spears at one point, but um Out of that I can't really I don't really remember anybody who I was like madly in love with. I nobody mean Nobody
0: stands out? Nobody No, nah,
1: I honestly mm, I don't know. I mean I could tell you now, I have a few, but it's, it's, um, give some
0: now then. There's no uh, rules here.
1: No, it's funny because my girlfriend and I each have like a list of like three or four people that uh, we're both like, all right, if the chance ever happens, you get a free pass, no big deal. Uh, uh, Emma Stone for sure, um, Taylor Swift, and people can judge me on that. That's okay. Uh um, oh, will. It's the internet. They judge. Me. Uh, uh, um, what's her name? Rose Leslie from Game of Thrones, and partially also because I met her once. Uh,
0: there you go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, childhood, I, I, oh man, it's 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 hard to, we'll just go with Britney Spears, because that's really the only one I can kind of even remotely think of. Yeah, so. I
0: mean, if that's the first thing that comes to your yeah, mind. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah, that was probably the first thing, yeah. Um,
0: what's one thing you'd change about yourself?
1: I wish I wasn't as, I have a bad habit that I'm like a nervous picker, so I wish I wouldn't do that. And I've gotten better at it recently but it comes up and down when I... I rarely ever get anxious, uh, but sometimes when stuff kind of piles up, I'll, I'll have a little bit of anxiety, and it usually will intensify then. But yeah, I wish I didn't do that.
2: Yeah, all right. Uh, what's the hardest time you ever laughed?
1: Hmm. I, ooh, I don't know.
2: It can be the most recent, too, if you can't. Yeah, something. this like... <clears throat> whatever pops in your head.
1: I all right we'll do we'll do a recent one. I had a few friends over and we were playing v r and my roommate was we were playing uh we had had a few drinks and 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 things and uh and we were playing a game called super hot v r and he was he was pinned down and he was just rolling on the ground and this with this v r headset on screaming and uh and it was really fucking funny um <laughs> and then I took some videos and that was that was pretty great so yeah, yeah
0: awesome uh guilty pleasure
1: uh i mean i eat a lot of ice cream so i'd say that that's probably (laughs) i don't know if i'm really that i mean i don't it is guilty because it's really bad for you but yeah i i eat a lot of ice cream so
0: that works yeah uh you kind of already answered this but we'll go into it anyway what type of music do you like and why
1: i listen to a lot of electronic music and i thought about this for a while uh as to why I like it so much and I think it definitely it 100% stems back to the Mortal Kombat theme song and how much I used to listen to it especially with like my brother yes Um, uh, yeah and that like like realizing because we had had this because him and I both really like electronic music and I was thinking about this I think it was like a year or two ago it's like why I just enjoy this so much and it definitely is like that we used to listen to that song all the fucking time like so much that so, whole sound so awesome. good. But that theme song is just great and it's still great. So I was like, that's definitely where my love of like that sort of techno uh electronic music came from and then I had my phase of obviously my dad listened to a lot of eighties rock, so I just grew up listening to that, but uh and then like some alt rock came off of that. But uh yeah, the fact that I listen to a ton of electronic music now definitely stems from I love the Mortal Kombat theme song. I think that's
0: the best answer for uh, so why we've, so we've got that. so far. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I, you think about it psychologically, and and the fact that we used to like run around, and pretend to like fight, and like listen to the song would get so amped up, and we were like, I don't even know how old I was, like seven, but yeah, no, <laughs> that's definitely a hundred percent why.
0: Awesome. All right. Uh, what's something you're bad at?
1: Uh, I'm I'm definitely not great at. Uh, like dealing with customer service people, Um, especially when something goes wrong because I'll usually make excuses for like why it would have went wrong. Whereas my girlfriend is is like, she's like, that shit ain't flying and you need to deal with it right now. So (laughs) I don't, I'm not, I'm not great. I, when it comes to people like confronting issues and problems, I'm a little bit better with, but I still, I'm not super forward when I need to be sometimes. So I think that's something that I'm, working on especially if i am gonna like be in a role where i have to take control of of a group of people and and lead them and 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 if i need to deal with something i need to be better at that but um definitely not not good at dealing with customer service people because i just think it's annoying as hell and i'd rather just not deal with it so all
0: right yeah um we kind of already covered sleep routine but you want to add anything to that
1: uh like what? Like what was your um, question? Well, what was the the qu- thing
0: that popped up, You said uh, you take an allergy pill. Yeah, is like a Benadryl. No,
1: no, it's like Zyrtec. But the reason that I take it at night is because um, I get really bad drainage issues when when allergies oh, when the okay. so, and I always fall asleep and I sleep on my stomach because of that. Uh, but I end up rolling over to my back eventually, and like I'll just get sore throat and it mm-hmm. just sucks. So, um, I don't take it every night. It's usually only during allergy season. Um, but yeah, that's, all
0: right. yeah. It's all the extra elaborate. Well, do you fall asleep with like a TV on or nope, radio on? Nothing.
1: nothing? Just, I don't like sleeping with the TV on. Yeah. That's not my thing, you know? I don't usually watch like anything before I go to bed. I'll, maybe I'll scroll on Reddit for a few minutes, but once I get in bed, I usually just fall asleep, so.
0: That's kind of what I was getting at with the Yes, yeah, the yeah, no, no, just I just, walk into yeah. a room and fall over. Yeah. <laughs> I like, turn off my
1: lights. Uh, or I had, uh, I have, um it's the stupidest thing, but I think it's great. I have smart lights in my ceiling fan on my bedroom, uh, lamp and I'll just, and I have a Google home hooked up and I'll say, Hey Google, turn off my lights. And that turns off my lights for me. So it's pretty great, but it sucks when the power goes out and comes back on. Cause the lights automatically turn on. So oh, that yeah. wakes me up, <laughs> but that's no, that's really the only other part of my ritual that I do.
0: No, that works. Um, if you could do anything, any job in the world, what would it be?
1: Oh man. I mean, I, I I always I always wish I was better at anything like science, like research. I, I always was awful at anything science related. So if I can, I always, anything that's, you know, uh, like space related or stuff like that, I think is super cool. So, but I would have never been good at that by any means. Um, if I had to pick any other one, it would probably be that, uh, because I really, really enjoy what I do. So, um yeah and uh and it helps because there are definitely plenty of times where i could have stopped and just done something that was easier but uh and i'm sure there are definitely going to be way more times where i'm like why the hell am i still doing this but <laughs> yeah you know i i mean i'm not going to say i wanted to be an astronaut but it's like when we find out that there's uh like we got a picture of a black hole it's really fucking cool so it's like i wish that'd be cool if i
0: could yeah did something like that yeah yeah i like it well thanks for doing the show yeah <laughs> thanks